I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. And welcome to the CD NBA show. You know, even though the Wolves lost in pretty shitty fashion, I'm in a pretty decent mood. Dylan, how you doing? I'm pretty I'm in a pretty shitty mood. Considering <laughs> that I was vaccinated today, Chalanka got me in a pretty fucking shitty mood because he starts shitting on D- Jaden McDaniels for no reason. Hey, congratulations on your vaccine. I'm 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 very happy for you. Uh do you have a second dose? Or scheduled, or did you get the Johnson and Johnson? I was I was supposed to get the second dose scheduled like right after the game, but then Chalenga kept talking to me about how Jade McDaniel's fucking sucks, and I actually just missed my schedule, so I'm just going to be vaccinated one time. Sorry. Oh my god! Two. Well, I'm, I'm that's that's like that's like sixty percent efficacy, so that's decent. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you get Moderna or Pfizer? Fi- you know, what, pulling pulling out is just as just as effective. Did you get Moderna or Pfizer? <laughs> I got Moderna. Nice. I'm a Pfizer boy. I know. Um, well, you were early, so. Yeah, I was early as hell. Uh, Dylan, I registered for uh, summer classes today. I'm going back to school. Did I tell you I'm going back to school? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. We talked about it last October. So you're going to go get a uh, teacher's license, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I registered for classes. I'm taking my first two classes this summer. And, Where are you uh, taking them? Metro State, baby. Nice. Uh huh. It's great. All online, asynchronous. I can take them whenever, wherever. Feeling good. Nice, nice. I love it. All right, let's uh, talk about some news from around the NBA with some real stupid news. First up, the Atlanta Hawks are going to keep John Collins. They are not going to trade him. The only good Wolves <laughs> news of the day. It was getting really tough out there, just because. Like the amount of like John Collins seems like he attracts the dumbest fans and I shout out to all you John Collins fans out there, but they think that John Collins is just like, oh, he's he's a star. That's what Mm -hmm. he is. When in fact, Mm -hmm. he has been the second best player on non playoff teams consistently, consistently throughout his career, like. Until Nate McMillan got a hold of the Hawks, they were in a downward spiral. I don't know if yes, John Collins is the second best player on the Hawks right now. I haven't been watching enough of them. But because of the immense talent around them, the fact that they were even out of the playoff picture at any point this season is embarrassing. It's beyond Lloyd Pierce embarrassing. It's like John Collins is not the second best player on a playoff team. I'm sorry about that. And is he going to be the third best player on any team? I don't think so because he requires so much volume and so much attention in order to get going. I mean, he is a rim runner and I don't know if I want any rim runners on the Timberwolves. I want Carl Anthony Towns doing everything. And I know Carl is not a rim runner, especially right now. I feel like Carl can't jump right now. He was not able to fight for rebounds against Kristaps Porzingis. And I feel like Carl, something he's still tired. He's still feeling the effects of the coronavirus because he's usually more athletic than this. It just seems like, right? Yeah, he seems a little bit, uh, you know, uh, lethargic, I, I would like, say. He, he's it, not quite all there. And it's in the first quarter. It's not like it's at the end of these games. I, he's looking tired right away, like where he can't jump all of a sudden and Kristaps Porzingis doesn't jump 
either, but he doesn't have to because he's a million feet tall and has the effective height of 10 Josh Akogis. Um, to, to backtrack a little bit, I'm also glad the Wolves aren't trading for John Collins because I found myself um, trying to talk myself into the trade, which like is a bad That's sign. Dangerous. That is yeah. dangerous. When when you have to like convince yourself, which is something that Timberwolves fans have to do a lot, right? <laughs> um, Andrew Wiggins and I think, grade. I know. Um, it, it's just tough, but I will say that John Collins is is more than a rim runner. He's he's like fairly skilled offensively. He's got a decent dribble. His shot is he has improving. a decent shot. Yeah, I so get like, that. He, uh, yeah, and his game is expanding beyond rim running uh but i i get what you're i get what you're saying like we defensively like that. who does he guard like yeah we don't need guard? another center who we don't know who he guards that's carl already you know is carl a switchable center or is carl not and that's kind of like they're it's just not a good fit for either one mm-hmm. of them and so right. I, I i just don't see it especially offensively where it's like we need we want carl delo malik to eat and then all of a sudden you bring in John Collins. I mean, Malik's own, the only way that they're going to get Malik for John Collins is if they add in more salary. And I don't think that they're willing to do that anyway. So it's, <laughs> it was all stupid. It was also yeah, stupid. It was all stupid. All right. And the next piece of real stupid news, LaMelo Ball gets hand surgery and he will be reevaluated in four weeks. So he went and got a second opinion mm. and um, got surgery right away. And so there is some hope that he could be back before the season is out. Um, however, there's, 30 games left. There's probably what seven, eight weeks of NBA action left. Six, seven weeks. So yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be cutting it close. I think he should take this very long term, but you know, that's not always what these players want to do. It's not what happened with Cat. Well, actually, it is what kind of what happened with Cat, where he was he got a second opinion, um, and then was out all of a sudden with his wrist injury, but he still mm-hmm. came back like before he was healthy and we're still feeling the lingering effects of that. So it's like, just yes. get well, just get well, LaMelo. That's all we want. Yeah. If I was LaMelo, I would look around at my situation. I'd say, you know what? I have a chance to be like one of the best dudes in the NBA. I mean, this team is set up to be competitive now, but it's not really set up to be like not competitive in the contender. playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what I mean. They're not competitive to make the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but like to be a rookie and to be making the playoffs, so, uh, even if you're a first round out, is like still really good. You know, like to be the lead rookie on a playoff first round team is is something. Um, but I'd say you know what, like let me sit out. Maybe they'll lose some games. Maybe we'll get a little bit of a higher draft pick. Maybe we'll get some talent in this big draft to help me out. Uh, you know, maybe Evan Mobley falls for some reason and and, and the, the Hornets can draft him, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I just don't, it's not important. Like, what are they going to do this year? Okay, so you're acting as if like LaMelo Ball is the single reason why they were winning. I think that they have a pretty talented team and they can keep the boat afloat at least until he returns. I'm not saying that LaMelo Ball is not an not a positive player by any means. Of course he is. But like this gives more, this gives more shots to Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham, who are very solid offensive players. And they have a very deep team in reality. Like, yeah, I mean, Terry Rozier has been balling out for sure this year, but like, look, like let's, let's, I think about it this way because essentially they're the exact same team as last year. 
They just added Gordon Hayward and the mellow ball. Other than that, they are exactly the same. But they were close so, to making the playoffs last year. Uh, no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they in the were. East, they were, maybe, they were the, within nine games of the playoffs, I thought. And they made it eight games or whatever. Uh, so, like, so like let's, think back, of the let's think back. Okay, yeah, they were first team out in the bubble because, like, the, the East, like, the, the Wizards shouldn't have even been in the bubble. Like, the Wizards had almost no chance of making the playoffs in the bubble. And the Hornets were even further behind there. It, like, it, it was the West was so much better than the middle of the West was so much better than the middle of the East last year. I don't, you remember? Oh, I get it. I know that yeah. they weren't that close. Here's what I'll say I would say that the, the Hornets with Gordon Hayward, no LaMelo Ball, are probably in an 82 game season around a 35, 37 win team. Which could be the eighth seed in the East. You know, that's that's reasonable. Yeah, I think that that's completely reasonable. They'll make they'll make it to the playing game for sure. I don't and and yeah, they're just better. Malik Monk is better. Uh, yeah. Miles Bridges is better. Yeah, PJ Washington is still solid but young, and Ken has definitely has potential to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, they just Terry Rozier is balling out. Terry Rozier somehow is the best, better than he's ever been in his career, you know? So I, I'm not going to count them out at all. I'm with you upon further reevaluation. Next, the NBA online media, I guess is what we could say is fucking up. NBA Twitter is fucking up. So let me just read a few, a few things for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. That stuff. I've also heard that Tristan Thompson is not loved in the locker room for numerous different reasons via Kevin O'Connor, which Jalen Brown retweeted with a hat emoji, which means cap, which means lie. (laughs) That is a lie. That's not true. You are so hip. You must work like with kids or something, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do work with kids. Today, I... so. Fourth grade lunch is really tough. They have lunch in the cafeteria and they're and they're really crazy. And so I put together a bunch of like coloring sheets and and crosswords that they could do at the end of lunch so they could like just do something. And I had some Naruto coloring sheets and they were like obviously the kids loved them. And one of my older coworkers was like, Oh my gosh, how did you know? I was like, I'm 27. I'm basically a kid, <laughs> you know. Mm. Anyway, um wannabe. Want to be a kid. Yeah. Evan Fournier has made it clear that he has no intention of re-signing with the Orlando Magic after wait, the season. Wait. Per I want to talk about all, each of these individually, though. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about all, Tristan Thompson. First of all, I never want to believe anything that KOC ever says. <laughs> Just be, I, he, I've, he's lost me. His Wiggins love, his Pokashevsky love, his Obama love, Killian Hayes. He has completely lost me. He's lost any drop of respect that I've ever had because of all of those things. But I will say, I think that that's kind of sounds like cap. That's the easiest thing that Jalen Brown could do. Right? Like if you're like, Oh, well, I don't want to make it seem like our locker room sucks. And then your locker room fucking sucks. That happens all the time. Like the Clippers were like, no, we have the best chemistry. And then it's like, well, it turns out that you fucking gave up in the second round of the playoffs. So yeah, that's true. But also isn't Tristan Thompson like, known as like a very likable dude like didn't lebron get him a hella money because 
he liked him, you know, <laughs> like I don't know. I, I I thought that was Tristan's whole bag is that people liked him. He was a cool dude. Until maybe, I meet maybe Tristan, I'm wrong, but yeah, until until I meet Tristan, I will not tell you whether Tristan is a very likable dude or not. And I think anything coming out of the locker room from the locker room can be taken with a grain of salt. I feel like last year they were dealing with the same thing. Like, how's your locker room doing? And they were like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then they got into a huge fight. Didn't the Celtics do that last year? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown Smart. and uh, Marcus Smart got in a... Yeah. We did a skit about that on uh, The Big Bubbler. Check it out. Oh, my Episodes God. Episodes like 87, 60. Ugh. I don't know. Filthy casual. It's called a sketch. Did I say skit? Mm-hmm. Like your Christian summer camp. <laughs> All right. It's time to make skits, everyone. I'm going to split you into groups, and I'm going to give you a bag full of props. You're going to have 15 minutes to come up with a skit based on one gonna... of the books in the Old Testament. <laughs> All right. Our next piece Oh, yes. Is, uh... I got Deuteronomy. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> Evan Fournier has made it clear that he has no intention of re-signing with the Orlando Magic after the season per ESPN. McMahon. What's what's his name? What's his first name? Jim McMahon. No. <laughs> I don't think it's Jim. Uh, Tim? Is it Tim McMahon? Tilaga, do your research for once. What's his name? I, I had his name earlier. Hold on. <laughs> ESPN Tim McMahon? Yes. Yeah, Tim. That's what I thought. Tim McMahon. Yeah, I was close with Jim McMahon. <laughs> you you threw me off with the Jim. I was like, uh oh. I'm so sorry. Um, but also, like, let's be honest. It's just another white guy on NBA Twitter. So Yeah, it's all the same to me. Uh, then Evan Fournier retweeted, said, I've never said such a thing. Straight up lie. <laughs> okay, but here's here's the thing. Evan Fournier is not resigning with the Magic next year. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, why? Like, what's the point in telling him that that's a lie? What's the point? It's the principle of the thing. It's the principle of the thing. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry to Tim McMahon who got who got rolled over by a Frenchman. Guess what? Frenchmen lie. Frenchmen are liars. That's all I got to say about the French. Wait, no, we might have Euros listening. We love the Italians. And we love Italians. Well, Italians are cool. French suck. <laughs> Boo, French. Italians? As, as Chilenga was doing that, he was talking with his hands. That's how Italian he that's how much he loves Italians. <laughs> All right, and uh, last one. According to the Raptors' head of media relations, Jen Quinn, the report of the team uh, fining Pascal Siakam 50K for an argument with Nick Nurse is not correct. Okay, if you follow Jen Quinn, I've never heard of this person, you're probably asking to get Rickrolled anyway, or debated, (laughs) whatever the kids are saying these days. Definitely not (laughs) Rickrolled. <laughs> I who cares? Okay, I guess the okay. So probably the fifty thousand dollar fine isn't true, but uh, I I've heard things like follow ups about how that exchange was pretty fucking heated. Yeah, Pascal got mad. He really turned into a spicy pea during that uh, exchange. You stole that from Twitter, but I'll still laugh at it. Right? <laughs> I, I didn't. I did not see that tweet. I'm 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 being totally serious. I did not see that. I just came up with it in my mind. So oh my you know, God. but good job Twitter for coming up with it first. That's fine. Of course they did because it's the most obvious joke that you could make of it. Okay, but I didn't see it. So <laughs> no, I give get me it. credit. I'll give, give me you credit. Something. I'll give you something. <laughs> I'll let you have this one because I'm not going to let you have Jaden McDaniels. 
All right. And our last piece of real stupid news is that Andrew Wiggins said that he will not get a COVID vaccine unless somebody makes him. <laughs> First of all, what the fuck? So you're going to let someone make you? <laughs> Somebody's going to have to hold me down and put it in my arm. Maybe he's into that. And guess what? We don't kink shame on this podcast. But Mm-mm. but I just got to say, every time he opens his mouth in Golden State, I get more and more happy about the Andrew Wiggins trade. Yes. Oh, yeah, me too. I love it. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that we don't have any anti-vaxxers on this team. Actually, I don't know that for sure. De- D'Angelo Russell is probably an anti-vaxxer too. Like, let's be real. Come on now. Oh my god. Well, he <laughs> but but he loves cats, so there are some true. options that he's probably like mulling over right now. Um, That's true. And I can't I can't for a second believe that Malik Beasley isn't questioning it. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> That he's like staying. He's his whole suspension has has just been him getting onto 4chan and figuring out if this vaccine is real. <laughs> okay, I have a I have another surprise piece of uh, stupid news. Is that oh, does so I get tweeted, traded? Oh, uh, no, I tweeted out that I, I refuse to root for white stars in the NBA, and uh, someone responded to my tweet. They said, "WTF? This was a ridiculous thing to say. Racist much?" The other way around, and a white person saying this about any minority would be crucified. It was, uh, first of all, I get that it was a joke. It was prejudiced, but (laughs) racism is different than prejudice, especially the way that it's being defined in 2021. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna ma- I'll, I will make fun of white people until I fucking am shot to death by a white person. I don't give as a fuck. As long as white capitalism exists in America. I do think that it's possible to be prejudiced against a white guy, but racism as it's being defined at this point is just different than but like, prejudice. Does, does prejudice against white people even matter? Like we live in a fucking white supremacist society. Saying. Like That's it doesn't fucking matter, you know? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter as much, but still it's like, I mean, like it, it does, it, it doesn't not matter at all, but it's like, uh, it is stupid. I, I I I, I, I think it doesn't feel. matter. <laughs> I think it doesn't matter at all. No, um, it, no, there are people, there are white people who are oppressed by capitalism too. There are tons of people who are oppressed. Like everybody has their own oppressions that they deal with because of the capitalist state, except for people who are billionaires and whatever. I'm, but, I, I, okay. I get what you mean. Like capitalism above all is evil, right? But that's why I said white stars. I've, Jake Lehman is my dude, you know? <laughs> But Chalanga, you were also lying because Kevin Love was your dude when he was second team All NBA. Jokic is your dude right now. I know I do love Jokic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you were just saying that basically to trend on Twitter or something. And you, you I know what? Just, you I got, was. You I just got what you I asked hate for. The Mavericks. You I got hate exactly the Mavericks. What you that's all. Okay, but specifically, that's because that's be- specifically because Luka Doncic is a douchebag. <laughs> that technical in the fourth quarter was bullshit. He is such a fucking mm-hmm. whiny douchebag. I've I'm over. I'm remember when we both wanted Luka Doncic number one overall. That's our first year podcasting. Mm-hmm. We were like, he deserved to be number one overall. Uh, I mean, the number one overall overall pick. It was obvious. It was obvious. Yeah, but like he has soured on me so much. And getting a technical when you're up twenty, about to come out of the game, like that's just 
inappropriate. And the Mavericks coaching staff rightfully went after his ass on that, as they should. But, like, the real problem with that team isn't that they're white. It's that Luka Doncic is an asshole, and Kristaps Porzingis is a rapist who's not apologizing for it. You know what I mean? Like, he's an unapologetic douchebag as well. So, and and Mark Cuban is a fucking exactly. groper who hires sexual harassers, you know, like sexual assaulters. Exactly. Fucked so up. that maps I mean, suck. But Chalinga, let's let's not forget we live in a we live in a world where we want to be open to apologies, but like where people actually atone in those apologies. So like at the same time that we want to call these people out, I do want to keep the door open for these people to be able to atone for their mistakes. Yo, if if Kristaps Porzingis came out and said all of it is true. I I committed this heinous act. I'm walking away from basketball to take some time to work on myself. Oh, you need to like... him to walk away from basketball for it? Too? Yeah, absolutely. But for forever? How long? If, what's what's if, the limit for you? If if I was if I was employed and my employer found out that I committed a rape, I would not be employed anymore. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? No fucking way. I mean, but your employer didn't find it out because the investigation was inconclusive. Okay. Even, even if, even if, if the investigation was in, inconclusive, if the story came out about me committing rape, it d- doesn't matter. I would be, I would not have my job anymore. Period. I wouldn't. Well, hopefully you wouldn't rape to begin with. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I'm saying I also wouldn't have my job. And so like. I, I'm not sure about that. I am. I'm like positive that I would not have my but job it, But anymore. it wouldn't come out. But it wouldn't come out that publicly either. Because you're not that's famous. That's true. I mean, that's so true. Like, so like you would be able, like, let's be honest. You would still be able to get away with it because it wouldn't come out publicly because you're not rich and or famous. Right. Right. All right. Well, I wouldn't be able to pay someone off to be quiet about it either. <laughs> but that person also wouldn't want to get money from you because they would know that they wouldn't be able to get much money. Anyway, this is this, we got we got way into left field. We went somewhere else, man. This I feel like after such a shitty game, I feel like we always do these pods where we kind of just go we get we get like Okay, dark, I'm just saying, you know. I'm just okay, fine. I'm just saying that I don't <laughs> think he needs to necessarily step away from basketball, but some type of atonement would be like nice in my opinion. And like if it didn't happen at all, like I get it. I get that there's a possibility that it didn't happen at all. It's just at the very least makes me very sus of the whole thing and like I guess I don't really want to be a part of Kristaps Porzingis's personal life at all. And I'm, and it pisses me off that like this type of story even has to exist at all. Whatever. If he did do it, please just fucking apologize. If he didn't fucking do it, then I don't know. Just like, let's just all be cool. Right. What do you think about Mark Cuban still being an owner after? And, and just, just as a reminder, so the the this the it came out that like the one of the head of basketball operations and then another high up uh like front office guy both were sexual uh, assaulters abusers they like I, I they were like masturbating in the office and like making like horrible advances onto women in the organization blah 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 they were fired 
Mark Cuban did this whole thing. He's like, look, I'm going to donate, you know, a, a million dollars or whatever to women's organizations, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to hire more women to, to work in the Mavericks. And then a few months after that, it came out that another person in the Mavericks uh, organization, like a photographer who was Mark Cuban's friend and introduced Mark Cuban to his wife, was also a sexual assaulter. And so then he was let go. So like after he had like atoned for his mistake, turns out there was another person who he was very close with who was an assaulter. And Mark Cuban has been accused of groping people at fucking parties. So what do you think about him still owning an NBA team? The principle of it, of owning an NBA team, is actually abhorrent. So I like it's irrelevant, the question, to begin with. Because <laughs> because no one person should own something that is that grand. Like that is yeah. that is immoral that he owns an NBA team, right? Because NBA teams are worth billions of dollars and he does in no way deserve to own an NBA team outright or however, like be a majority owner or whatever he is of the Dallas Mavericks. I believe 100% in, in collective ownership or in like public ownership. So do I think that he should own the team? No. Do I think that he should be fired because of that? It seems to me like there isn't anything super conclusive as to what he did and as to what like he knew. So the reality is, is that in general, I do believe you're innocent until proven guilty. And I know that that's like a big trigger word for a lot of people in this world of like accusations, but in a, in a perfect world, the reality is, is I don't want people making false accusations and just being able to make false accusations for the sake of that. And so, okay, but, but Dylan, this is, this is, this is like, uh, these are, uh, uh, almost all the allegations that you pointed out were not about Mark Cuban. That's the point. Almost all of them. And then one of them had to but be, they happened under his Cuban. leadership. And like with people that he knew personally and knew well. Okay. Well, he shouldn't be in that position of leadership is what I'm trying to say. At the beginning, so he, yeah, he, he sh okay, but like, I, I hear you. That if, like, if you can prove, if you can prove that he knew about this willingly, like Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky, if you can prove something like that, or like with beyond a reasonable doubt that that happened, absolutely, that he was allowing this to happen, sure, absolutely, and do all of the research you can, do all of the investigation that you can, but if you can't prove that shit, then just. Honestly, it's if you can't prove that shit, then it's none of the public's business. And it sucks that you can't prove it and that you can't prove everything that happened in the world, but it also sucks like if you if you accuse someone of something you can't prove it and it didn't happen and and then somebody gets punished for it in that way. But the I can't feel bad for Mark Cuban if he gets like fucking fired over being a groper. I don't care cuz he's an owner of an NBA team. Like What's the worst that worst thing that could happen to him? Like he loses his NBA team, right? He still he becomes a normal billionaire. Yeah, yeah. He becomes a uh, yeah, still not a normal citizen. He's a he's a multi billionaire. What happened with the Donald Sterling? So like, I don't care about that. Is shit. Donald Sterling I, still alive? I think he is. Yeah, I haven't heard. I mean, Damn, hopefully he's shit. not. A, I would assume that we would have heard something in the news cycle, but I would hope, I guess, also that he would have fallen out of the news cycle. We wouldn't have heard anything anyway. I told you that yeah. one time that that uh, I lived in a Donald Sterling owned building, right? Damn. 
Yeah, he was my that land, sucks. my landlord. I mean, obviously, ten times removed. He was he was coming out. He was coming through. <laughs> he was checking out the building, making sure everything was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Dallas Turley's that kind of landlord who's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" And then and then being like so disgusted when he saw that there were black people build, living in his building. <laughs> Oh, believe me, this was in Beverly Hills. There were no black people living. In oh, this yeah, of course. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. Okay, we we have gotten so far out, like into outfield here. Let's bring it back to a little bit of Timberwolves talk to end this fucking untethered, uh, unfiltered. We're only like unhinged. half an hour into this podcast to begin with, podcast. so we're fine. I know it. It just feels very unhinged at this point. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins get a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, that's how this started. Holy shit. Ooh, we are really on one. As I was saying, like when when the wolves like lose like this in such shitty fashion, I feel like we both just kind of our our heads get a little wonky, you know? I felt like it, it, in the third quarter, I mean, really really the whole game, the Timberwolves offense tonight was just like fucking whack, yo. Like, I felt like people were getting in each other's way. They were turning the ball over a bunch. It it felt really fucking stunted. I don't, did, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I think it just comes down to Anthony Edwards should not be the primary decision maker yet at all, ever. I'm not ready for it. He was three for 12 from three. It felt like he was, he made all of those three. Uh, he might have made one or two in garbage time, but almost all of those were in the first first quarter, right? It was like he was great in the first quarter and then he was great in garbage time. But uh, like just Andy had, he had 16, the, get, like he had like 16 or 18 points in the fourth quarter. Every time I see him settle for a three, I just cringe. My anus clenches. I cannot believe that he is not trying to get to the basket on every single attempt. It's just like Chris Finch, if you really want to win and maybe he knows this and he just doesn't, he wants like, maybe he's thinking more about development or some, I don't know what he's thinking about, but like he was talking about bumpers when he first came in, putting bumpers up in the bowling alley. And depending on the player, the bumpers can get wider or narrower, but with Anthony Edwards, you just, you want those bumpers to narrow a little bit because he's elite at getting to the rim and he's starting to figure out how to get fouls called in his direction. I mean, there were some times tonight where he, where it was like, okay, he got to the rim, he got the foul call and he was eight for nine from the free throw line. I mean, overall the wolves were still below 80% from the free throw line, which is like kind of, that's my line of demarcation as to whether like a team's shooting really well from the free throw line or not. But Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns need to both get to the line. Carl got to the line twice. Ant only got to the line a couple times before. I feel like most of those eight, nine times were in garbage time. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. That that feels right to me. Well, the thing about the thing for me is like uh, Ant is still struggling to get around bigger defenders. I feel like his his dribble isn't quite tight enough yet. Uh, like when he gets going full speed, he loses the dribble like fairly often. So and, you think and he's I afraid? Like... Cause I think I don't, I didn't see him like not able to get around guys tonight. I more saw like him settling after dribbling for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like, yes, he did get around some people 
often, but I, I, there were like multiple times where he got switched onto Kleba or Porzingis or Powell, and he, he did a few like moves, and like he didn't see the opening, and then that's kind of when he said, you know what I mean? Like he 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 kind of pokes and prods a little bit, and if there isn't like a wide open lane then he he that's when he kind of settles for the three and then I, I don't know what i noticed tonight was a lot of times he would get going full speed on the dribble trying to get around someone and he would just lose the dribble like his dribble just i, I don't think it's there yet to be able to be like people talk about like that james harden level of of penetration that like they talk about like uh i don't know Dwayne Wade, like I think of the, I, I did an article about that comparing to that, but his, his dribble is just not there yet. And, and that's, 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 that. that's fair to explain why he's afraid. But I think, I mean, definitely tonight there, there were too many times when he was just choosing not to drive and choosing to dribble for a while and put up the three. And that's all I'm saying is like, that is always going to be a problem. Yeah. He can't do that. He can't do that. Not yet. Maybe, I mean, because James Harden can do that now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, he can. He can, but Anthony Edwards cannot do that for a winning team in 2021, maybe 2025. But, uh, and I think, I think Chris Finch knows that. I mean, he pulled yeah. Anthony Edwards at the end of the OKC game. He knows mm-hmm. that Ant is not ready to lead a good team because well, I think he I, wanted to win that OKC game <laughs> low key. I'm high key, probably. Yeah. And look, there's only one James Harden, right? Like James Harden is one of the most special offensive players of all time. And so, you know, it takes a pretty special player to be able to pull on those deep, just off the dribble threes consistently. You know what I mean? Like it takes a special player. And Anthony Edwards may never be that. But what he is and can be is a player that attacks the rim relentlessly and and, and like gets there. He He can do that. He just needs to like tighten up his dribble and figure out a few more moves once he's penned. Like once he's gotten past his first defender, he needs to figure out a few more ways to then get through that help defender that like always is there. I mean, the, the help defender always comes, you know, James Harden, I believe was still off the bench in 2012 in those finals. Yeah, totally. And so like the reality is there's a completely different world where the wolves have no injuries, where Glenn Taylor is not a part of the coaching hiring and where Chris Finch was in initially hired for the Timberwolves and where the Timberwolves would have been really good this year, actually. And I'm wondering whether Anthony Edwards could have thrived in more of a James Harden role in the early OKC years with like, D'Lo being the equivalent of a worse version of early Westbrook. And then you have Cat being probably a little bit better in than like in comparison to D'Lo versus Westbrook, but like uh, still not as good as Kevin Durant, who was already a league MVP at that point. I know. No, I think he was later. I think he was 2014. I, I, I'm just wondering whether Anthony Edwards, if he, if the Wolves were healthy, would be looking more efficient or not in that bench role that James Harden had at the beginning of his career in OKC. Yeah, I mean, there there is a world where the Timberwolves starting lineup is D'Lo, Beasley, Akogi, Wancho, and Cat. 
you know, maybe McDaniels makes his way in there over. No, no. A, a I think Kobe, we've already but... just. I think we already discussed like McDaniels is would not have made it onto the court if the Wolves were healthy all year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you can you can surround Edwards with Rubio, who can kind of help get the like that bench unit going, right? You got Layman, who's that glue guy. You got Nas, who can shoot it. And then, you know, the four in that lineup is either you you stagger Cat or you stagger uh, Wancho a little bit. Maybe Vanderbilt plays a little bit. Anyway, I think there's there's a world where Anthony Edwards comes off the bench and he, and he looks a little bit more uh, in his place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Noel also gets some Oh, yeah, Jalen Noel. Um, eh, hopefully not Jared Culver, but oh my God, Jared Culver looked bad tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, man, his confidence is totally shot. I think that if he gets a chance to, to have an NBA career, it's not going to be with the wolves. It will not. This no. that is 100% correct. And mm-hmm. that's not even to say that Jared Culver doesn't have a chance to be an elite defender because he does. Oh yeah. He's great All on that he- end of the floor. All he needs to be in order to be an NBA starter is to be an average offensive player or even below average, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the starter piece is 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 hard for me because he's kind of a difficult size, you know, like he's six, six seven, seven and <laughs> skinny, but like he's not really a small forward. You know what I mean? Like he would probably best be starting at the two. But I don't know a, a purely defensive two in the NBA. I mean, those aren't those are not those. It's just a hard. It's a hard uh, place to be as a two. You know, because I two as a two, you kind of have to shoot. He looked good against Luca tonight, though. He yeah, he looked, did. I think he can go one to three. I really do. I think he's. I think he is good enough at defense to guard the best player on the opposing team one to three. I think he is that good, but offensively, it's just a mess right now. And if he can't make his free throws, then there's nothing that teams have to be afraid of. And if he can't make his free throws, he's not going to be confident. So he's not going to try. I mean, I, he's just going to chicken out. Yep. And he's like, he is totally afraid to shoot threes too. I mean, he won't do it. He won't do it. He had a few open looks tonight that he didn't take. It sucks. Cause all the makings are there, and it's it feels to me like the yips mostly that mm-hmm. are getting him down. So, all right, Dylan, is there anything else you want to talk about about this game? I I don't know. I'm feeling morbid. You know, it's like the the Wolves had a, a like a good stretch, which kind of puts some some hope into all of the fans' hearts. But like, of course, that this team missing its second and third best players it's gonna be bad you know what i mean like of course i don't i don't know what we were thinking yeah i mean on paper beasley and delo are the second and third best players in theory i should say just because obviously delo has had his issues with the box score and with yeah (laughs) yeah i i think i think that and i say this as a delo truther the delo hate has has gone a little bit too far you know, oh, the leader of the Delo truthers starting to tell him stand back and stand by. I, I mean, I think, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Look, 
I, honestly, I'm just trying to be hopeful that like D'Lo can get on board with the system, you know, because I mean, he's, he's so skilled. He's, he's the second most skilled player on the Timberwolves, right? Like in a draft, like I, I need to win this season. He would go second on the Wolves, right? Absolutely. I mean, I like, think there's, he, there's no question. I think it just depends on the league that you're in, obviously, because there are so many ball handlers in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. But like right now, D'Lo is still a skilled NBA player. He is still very confident on ball. Very yes. good on ball. He's he got still, it in him has it in him to like be competitive when games are competitive. But when he knows his teams are competitive, I feel like it's almost as if he knows that the team's going to lose. And so he's like, I'm not going to give it 100% unless we're in it at the end. And it sucks that that's where his mind mindset is, but that's a good point. Cause with D'Lo, it's 100% a mental thing. Like if you want D'Lo to, to contribute to positive basketball, you got to get to his mind. You know what I mean? You got to convince him to listen and to be on board with your program. That's why it didn't work with Ryan Saunders because they didn't like each other. Like D'Lo didn't, didn't respect Ryan Saunders. He didn't respect what he was doing on the basketball court. So rightfully so though, let's (laughs) in fairness to (laughs) D'Lo. Yeah, it was tough, man. It was tough. I mean, Ryan Saunders seems like a fine guy. He seems but like let's you know, just imagine I'd go to you, the Bahamas. He was with him. your oh my god. Let's imagine he's your coach right now, and you're just like in the NBA. Not you're not in G League. You're not in Europe or anything. But like you're in the NBA, and this guy who's the one of the youngest coaches to ever coach basketball, maybe, <laughs> and he happens to be a legacy hire. <laughs> Like, how would you feel as a guy who came in here and he's like, well, uh, you got to do the, uh, if you want, like, maybe you could, I don't know, do this if you want. Don't, you don't have to think about it, but like, you know. <laughs> and like, who were the coaches that he, he played for what? Lionel Hollins. He played for Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. And he, and played, he played really for well Steve for Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, but he played he for Steve the... Kerr on a, on the worst team in the league besides him. Right, but I mean, it was still Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? And like, I, I, I that Warriors team was encouraged. Like, it was D'Lo. It was the D'Lo show to to you know raise his trade value for sure. But it was still Steve Kerr. That know? was the worst. That was one of the worst teams in the league, Chalenga. Without Draymond and Clay and Steph, that was. But it wasn't a coaching issue. No, I'm saying it wasn't a D'Lo issue either. I, everybody's like, like. Nate Duncan's like, yeah, well, D'Lo was trash in, in uh, Golden State. And it's like, you're just feeling those losses because, I don't know, because Jacob Evans fucking sucks. Because, dude, like, you know? sorry, Damian Lee was bad last year. <laughs> Jordan Poole? Are you kidding me? Eric Pascal? Come on now. <laughs> hey, Eric oh. Pascal, he actually has, you know, Eric Pascal is a pretty good offensive player. That's I, that was my Nate Duncan impression. It was really bad. I didn't try, though. Either. Yeah, I mean, look at the Warriors now. They're a 500 team, you know, with Steph Curry and Draymond playing <laughs> most of the games. <laughs> Oof. All right, this has been the CND NBA show. 
this was a weird episode. Um, Jalenga wanted none of the Jaden smoke, by the way. Jaden McDaniels, really great. Had an awesome defensive game, obviously, against Luca. Did get into a little foul trouble, and I'm he, I I didn't like that. I thought that his defensive game was actually not as good as advertised, uh, just because he did foul too much. But offensively, he's still chugging along. I think that he's going to keep getting better and keep showing some flashes to us. Just, just you wait and see. You know, Dylan, I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch this game again. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at it with a, a, a clearer head. And we'll have this conversation again, okay? Oh, I'm already collecting the Jaden McDaniels highlights right now. Oh, and gee. I will be coming out with a art, an article showing that he has still steadily been improving. Those putback dunks weren't there. He was missing dunks early on in the season, Chilenga. That's yeah, an he did have three dunks. He had three dunks this game. That's good. That is good. Okay. Thank you for listening to the CND NBA show. Uh, this has been great. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CND NBA. Send us an email at CND NBA at gmail.com. I had an article that came out this week on Monday about Point Cat. Unfortunately, Carl Anthony Towns has not been passing very much since that article came out. Um, I had an article Dylan, about Elgin Baylor. Everybody listen to that. Read that. Whatever you do. Yeah, listen to it or read it. doesn't matter. You could choose. Um, hey, you know what? We, hey, maybe we have a couple listeners. Now that we have 50 listeners to our each episode, maybe one of our listeners happens to be blind so they listen to the internet instead of reading were you doing was that trump that sounded like a trump impression oh my god it wasn't a trump impression but it was as dumb as a trump impression so. <laughs> uh shouts to will leach for uh doing our new uh podcast artwork much appreciated uh thank you will shouts... Su- support art uh-huh shouts to uh Charlie Sigilko, shouts to Tim Komatsu. Been shouts probably to been a Scott hard Jensen. Tim, it's probably been a hard couple of weeks for you. We love you. Asian hate is wrong and uh, it needs to stop. Much love and respect to you and your family. I that was the C and D NBA show. Peace, y'all. Mwah.